good afternoon and you're listening to radio well the bookworm on fab radio international um, sorry slightly flustered start today um it's an unusual one today because it's just me del uh presenting for you this afternoon um ed is i want to say in london he's on a train he's on a train he's on a train um playing a fighting fantasy book uh with friend of show ross over at game camp yesterday that's amazing yeah. good good times um because yeah books books and games that's okay he's allowed to not read sometimes <laughs> um and ninfa is exceptionally unwell um, with her tonsils trying to escape from her um so <laughs> it's it's just me and producer al today uh, we've still got a format show for you um lots of book news for you today um and i'm going to be reviewing wolf by wolf by uh paul grog Grow down. No, I suddenly realised I've never said it. Um, <laughs> okay. I do that a lot on this show. I get here and go, I've just realised that I don't know how to say. Oh, we're gonna have fun with, we're gonna have fun with one and of the news also, items then. It's not Paul. It's because I was so like, do you reckon it's Grawdan like Paul? But no, it's Ryan Grawdan um, or Grawdin. Um, no, I got very confused by the AU and how you mm. put that together because I worry about the things I say to you and then still do this. Um, it's also an interesting yeah, show well. today. Yeah, it's going brilliantly. Um, there are thousands upon thousands of people outside our window, um, so we can't open our window or our studio door um, because today fun. is the Great Manchester Run. It is. Um, I have a feeling they've moved the timings back because usually they've all gone by now. Yeah. And about 15 minutes ago, they were introducing the elite men, and they're usually off, like, a couple of hours ago. Yeah, they're normally off time ago, and to be honest, the crowd doesn't normally get to the station it's like close to the station oh is that and how far they've got yeah, yeah they're, but, no they're, they but, are literally no, but they're, they're all along as well they're yeah. not usually all along they're usually that way but no they are literally <sighs> everywhere and they're packed to the seams i came in through Chinatown and, and then sort of looked at a man standing right in front of the station door and went, excuse me and you're yeah. like what yeah, I had to, to unfortunately elbow a few people out of the way and some people are using the, the door to take refuge for their children because it's obviously a terrifying a terrifying ordeal. Um, it's amazing because all those people are raising money for fantastic causes yeah. and it is a fantastic thing that everyone's so excited. And it's, I mean, granted, for spectators, it's a beautiful day. I'm assuming for the runners, blistering sun is probably not, not no, the ideal. No, my understanding is you want slightly overcast and if it drizzles occasionally, that's not terrible. Yay, drizzle! <laughs> I, I, I think you want. I think you want absurdly well timed drizzle. Yes, so that it, it cools you down at exactly the right mm. point. Uh, now, I, I would say ordinarily that, that you would want the drizzle like by the, uh, sort of by the Imperial War Museum in North, but apparently they've changed the course. So I might be talking complete nonsense this year. I don't think it's drastically changed, but I think because it used to have a stretch that had no shadow, um, and so a couple of years ago when it was really sunny, people were getting like really unwell. So I don't know if that's one of the reasons why they why they changed it. But yeah, the announcer is still going strong outside. I yeah. don't think they've even started yet. No, I don't um, think they've sent anybody back. But everybody's in a really awesome mood, which is great it was just obviously quite difficult to get you know what we should do we should move on to the news we should move on to the news <laughs> uh, but that actually segues quite nicely into the news because i'm not going to lie listeners i am woefully unprepared because normally my journey here is when i prepare the news um, it's okay you have so, a 12 second sting yay <laughs> the world, the real 
Alternative Fab Radio International.com. Hello. So, yep, back to the radio uh, with the bookworm on Fab Radio International. So, back to the radio. You never left the radio. We just turned the mics off for a few seconds. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you're listening, you've already found us, but there's other ways to keep in kind of touch with what we're doing. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Radio Bookworm on all of them. Um, Tumblr is almost like if we had a mind castle. Um, a Ooh, mind yeah, palace. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of almost the the bookworm vault. It's got all our past shows, all the interviews that we've had with with people over the the years now, because we've been going for two and a half years. Um, so it's a good way to kind of look back on our our backlog and see some of our highlight shows. Um, our shows when we get the whole team together are a particular. Uh, wonderful thing, uh, but book news. There, there is some. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially, we're not we're not going to talk about it because uh, it's it's difficult for me to talk about it without Ed here because I still don't understand all the ins and outs. Um, but the voting for the Hugos is now open. Don't care. Um, Sorry, yeah. we don't care. Sorry, uh, I'm sure it's there. Terrible. It's always it's always going to get attention. It doesn't need us kind of advertising it anymore. But yeah, feel free to go along and see what's there to vote for. And uh, do you have to be a Worldcon member? You have to be to a vote? member of Mid Americon Two. Mid Americon Two, which is um, this year's Worldcon. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I would say, I'm sure it's each one has like a different name. So next year, 2017, is Helsinki, um, <laughs> and, and whatever fancy name they're giving that, which I can't remember. Helsinki is exciting because Hel- like Worldcon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worldcon is normally just predominantly America, isn't it? It's not yeah. always very world. Yeah, um, and not even sponsored by by the World Newspaper. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that's one piece of news. Um, feel free to to deal with that as you as you want. Um, they so, do they do send you a finalist packet which has a copy of everything nominated in it, I believe, which is quite nice. Ooh, mm. ooh. Um, but we're going to start like the proper news and the things we actually want to talk about. We're kind of a sad one. Um, unfortunately, uh, Nicholas Fisk has passed away, age ninety two. Um, he was a musician publisher cartoonist um, advertising creative um but he has authored also lots of novels for children um potentially some of which may have made their way into into your childhood um because uh trillions kind of from the the 70s along with grinny um and then a rag a bone and a hank of hair um which i of those I feel like a rag of bone and a hank of hair was definitely something that I had on my bookshelf when mm. I was younger. It's kind of it's one of those things where they're books that you you know on the edge of your mind. Yeah. And we all had friends who loved them. Um and so it's yeah, it's kind of it is a they are like a warm fuzzy kind of title. So yeah, that's that's a shame, but the the bookworms send out their their sympathies to yeah. friends and family. Um 2016's brutal, man. 2016 2016 um thanks 2016 yeah i feel like most shows that i'm on we have to, to yeah, do a sad yeah we do which is a it's shame ridiculous. um 
But moving on to to other things in the world of books as well, um, The Cursed Child is currently leading the retailer's summer reads. That's not really a surprise, not a surprise. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things I, I kind of, I wonder, not that I think it wouldn't sell well anyway, but The Cursed Child, is it's not a novel, it's the play, isn't it? it, it it's, isn't it, it's the, the script. Is it the book of the play or is it actually literally the script? Oh, I, I thought it was the script. I'm pretty oh. sure the one I pre-ordered was just... Just scripts. Um, I could be very wrong, though. Feel free to kind of find our social media and, and shout me down. Um, because I kind of just went, ultimately, I'm going to buy it anyway. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. Which I believe most fans probably are. Yeah, to. absolutely. But it's really interesting because we, we're kind of in that that point where people are suddenly realising that people are still buying print. Um, it's quite shocking, I know, isn't it? But I think they thought genuinely that the Kindle would eradicate summer reading because taking a massive book on holiday and taking a Kindle on holiday. But you can't save a sun lounger with a Kindle, or you can, <laughs> but it's probably a bit of a risk. Yeah, you, 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 exactly. You want to want to leave it there. You go for a dip in the pool, would you? Because it might not be there when you come back. Absolutely. Or knowing me, it will end. I'll like kick it off the sun lounger into, into the, the pool. pool. Um, can you get a bag of rice with you on holiday? Yeah. Accidentally spill my margarita over it um no you, you're right i'm looking in on the waterstones website mm-hmm. um harry potter and the cursed child parts one and two special rehearsal edition the official script book of the original west end production so yeah it does indeed look like it's a script yeah which is still like awesome i think it's definitely a, a brilliant thing to own but i just love the fact that what is leading the kind of the summer summer reads isn't even a novel but whether that's because people know that or not um because like i said they were going to buy it anyway mm. um but there's a few kind when of when was the last time a script was at the top of the like bestseller charts see that i ever do happened? has yeah has that ever happened <laughs> i mean shakespeare's one of the best selling authors in the world isn't he he's up there with the bible and Agatha christie and all of his stuff is obviously scripts. Yeah, but is it ever on the best-selling list? Like, I think it's yeah, got, that's like an overtime thing. It is, thing. it is. That's over, like, ever, isn't and it? And don't get me wrong, the guy is a genius, but he has several centuries on, on a yeah, lot of people's he sales. Does. He does. Um, <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, I think he's obviously always going to be one of the best bestsellers in terms of overtime, but I don't know if, if there's ever Shakespeare's on like a best-selling list of, mm. of books that are being sold at that time. Um, and so obviously as well, what's interesting about that is it's still in pre-order. That's... Um, yes, the, that's... The Cursed Child isn't out yet. Cursed? Cursed. Ooh, The Cursed Child. I was thought... The Cursed I, 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 I Child. I was cursed. Ooh. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. God, I just sound woefully ignorant when I come on this show, but normally I've got Ed to mask it, because I can let Ed yeah, do the clever bits. There's no accents on the thing. No, I'm there's seeing. no I, accents. I, 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 I'm seeing a, a, a picture of the front cover of the book. It just feels very kind of Wizard World, doesn't it, that it would be cursed. Yeah, But I suppose it someone does. would be cursed. Again, like Shakespeare. Curse someone. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Shakespeare's kind of uh, moved it, <laughs> moved everything I on. I mean, yeah, the... the We've got this story from the bookseller website. That's where we've picked it up from. And on the side of their web page, they have the official UK chart of top ten sellers. Uh, number one is The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins, which is mentioned further down the article you've got the print Yes, it is. Um, as being, you know, um, this is selling quite a lot, um, and that's interesting, and that's going to be made into a film. So maybe it's the fact that it's going to be made into a film that means people are buying it. Um, 
And then you've got Rogue Lawyer by John Grisham, who always sells by the absolute shed load. Oh, yeah. John Grisham is always going to sell, but especially throw in summer. Yeah. The fact that people are getting excited about their holidays. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one of these lose weight quickly books. Um, uh, Dawn <laughs> French, which is a celebrity bookseller. Uh, um, David book Williams writer. as well. David, is another, well, David um, Williams is like one of the best selling children's, children's authors. authors now. Yeah. David Williams, like. Um, my partner's niece loves David mm. Williams' books, and I think books that hugely popular people kids. people quite often liken him to Roald Dahl, mm. and I don't think because I know a lot of people would scoff at that, but ultimately, like, I think the spirit of what he's writing yeah. is very in that vein. And throw in the fact that they're illustrated by Quentin Blake as well, <laughs> and there's obvious parallels. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you think all Roald Dahl stories are about a child in some form of kind of adversity or, or sadness, over overcoming everything and uh, and winning against adults, basically. Yeah. Um, so even if there's even slightly of a similar formula with that in yeah. David Williams, then of course he's going to be comparable. And David Williams is a very clever and very funny man. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all that his kids' books would be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the thing this doesn't tell me is how many books each title has sold. Now, I know if you got the Sunday Times, that information mm. would be in the back of there. Yeah. Or well, Sunday Times, Saturday Times. One of the times is on the weekend. Has, like, the, the, the book <laughs> chart. No, it's great, isn't One it? One of the times is that it's on, on the weekend. The, uh, has the book charts and it tells you as part of that how many physical copies each book has sold which is always very interesting mm -hmm. because the numbers to get into the top of the chart are lower than you would think but it's interesting as well that apart from what I said Harry Potter they could bring it out any time of oh. year that is always going to sell um, a lot of them are very clearly getting ready for summer yeah. books but Harry Potter um, they always bring out in July aren't they yeah, the the, the, the play starts, thing. the press starts and it's, it's Harry's birthday isn't it? Harry's birthday on the 31st mm. of July mm. yeah Yep, yep, yep. Um, paid attention. <laughs> oh, always. Um, but like one of them is a family, it's a family cookbook. It's a Jamie Oliver family cookbook. So it's getting ready for the fact that you're going to have children at home soon. And an yeah. easy way to entertain them for a few hours is let's do some chopping. Because um, <laughs> that can't end badly at all. Oh, uh, well, if you teach them young, then it won't, will it? There, there, there's a whole, the whole thing there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, lots of books, but ultimately people are actually quite excited and pleased about the fact that print didn't die. Um, which we're obviously very pleased about. Which, yeah, absolutely. Kindles don't smell. No, I, I like the physicality of a book. I hate the fact that they're taking over my house to the point I where like I can barely move it. There's books everywhere. Granted, yeah, but it does make me a bit see sad. The carpet. Yeah, this is true. You're, the, the book nook <laughs> that is your house is is uh mm. it's like you to be fair you're a few months off of entering our space like, a little orangutan's going to turn up at some point and just start cataloging your things yeah as long as, as long as he's tidy i don't care anymore absolutely um so other book news there there've been some kind of awards are you looking at the core flu thing no, what you're is that how about? you sell it? Say I don't that. know. I don't know because it says Corflu and it says Shiflu in the same piece of paper. I don't know. Corflu thirty-three, but yeah. the thing says the Shiflu. It sounds, anyway. like, it sounds like what your slightly lack of understanding elderly aunt would call Corfu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our Betty were, next door, she's been a core flu for her holiday. I feel I feel that I'm happy to be booked <laughs> in with that. Like, I don't know if she's listening and I hope this doesn't upset her, but I love that my mum calls it hummus. <laughs> It makes me really happy. And Smurmoth. And it's so it's so 
it's like you know when you're just like it's such a simple thing and ultimately it could happen to anyone but i really love it it makes me very happy um so yeah, ultimately what we're talking about is the fan activity achievement awards um which were announced last sunday yeah. yes it's the 22nd today oh that was that was fun we're remembering dates um <laughs> Um, also, sorry, what a little bit time? thrown off that by that because all of a sudden some massive yeah. bass the has warm, appeared the, outside. The warm-up music's pumping for the runners. <gasps> oh, they're only, but they're definitely only just on the warm-up, though, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I remember this show from last year and they were doing the warm-up when we arrived at the studio. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm definitely not going to be limbering up and stretching because I'm warm enough as it is. Um, the TARDIS is a wonderful little studio, but uh, cool it is not. Um, at the best of times um, okay so we've got loads of stuff as, as one stuff which is lovely um, but yeah the fan activity achievement awards so it's a fan based award ceremony which like is nice this. they don't yeah. come up very often no. yet like, I think sometimes fan stuff gets recognition mm. in bigger awards but the idea of literally having awards specifically for fans um, and fan activity is nice because I think it shows that just because you're not employed to do something there's a passion there and it's it's worth recognising um, so best genzine uh, which I'm assuming is like genre magazine uh, went to yeah went to Chunga uh, which is edited by Randy Byers Andy Hooper and Carl Juarez um Raucous Caucus. I love that was, name. That's great. <laughs> I was, I'm assuming another winner because it was a tie. Um, yeah, I've literally only just noticed the little word tie, tie. on the other one. So Raucous Caucus uh, was <coughs> was the other winner and that's edited by Pat Charnock. Um, so yeah, if genre magazines look like are something that you're interested in, look them up because they're winning awards. Oh. That's good. What? <laughs> The name core flu is derived from correction fluid. <laughs> uh. Oh, and their their logo is a little Tipex bottle. Yeah, it's all making sense. That's really cute. Oh, so if it's correction fluid, does that mean it's Kuflu? Maybe. Which also sounds a little bit too close to Cthulhu. It's okay. Um, so best personal zine went to Vibrator which is edited by Graham Charnock wonder if he's related to Pat Charnock who knows Mm. two magazine editors I mean it's one of those things that's not likely but who knows Um, best special publication of 2015 went to the MOTA reader um, which is put together by uh, Dan Steffen best fan website of 2015 went to efanzines.com uh, which is managed by Bill Burns. Um, I like that as well. I like that it's not just here's a publication and here's a thing. Like the idea of like just websites. Yeah, is good. Um, oh, it's so progressive. Well, well done, world. Progressive little world. Um, best fan writer of 2015 went to Roy Kettle, and best fan artist of 2015 went to Steve Styles. so that by the sounds of it they're definitely people to look out for um, and I wonder if this is a sort of thing to give you enough attention to push you out of fan and into professional if that's what you were possibly if that's what you're interested if that's, what you're, if that's where you're going but yeah. yeah if you're if you if you're doing it for for love and that's not what you're there for yeah. but that's a really lovely recognition and a really nice yeah. accolade this is one of those ones that moves venue um, uh, this year it was in Chicago which is why it's Shiflu it's all making sense again. Ah. Yeah. 
So uh, Chicago. And last be. year, it was in Newcastle. Really? Mm-hmm. What did they call that one? Time Con for me. <laughs> so it's going to be like, nuke flu. <laughs> Ty flu, Ty flu would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh my god! Because then it'd be like almost like tea. That's amazing. Yeah. It's not. No, it's no. not. Um, but no, opportunity missed, guys. TimeCon last TimeCon three. I, I'm sure that came up in a show last year. Oh, so that's interesting. We're talking Ooh. about a, a similar thing. Um, best letter hack of 2015. Um, formerly, uh, that was called the Harry Warner Junior Memorial Award for best fan correspondent. Um, that went to Paul Skelton. Um, best fanzine cover went to Raucous Caucus, so Ra- Raucous Caucus coming up again. Um, Dan Stefan has also won two awards because he was the person we said about earlier that won best special publication, mm-hmm. but has now also got number one fan face yeah. of 2015. As well, uh, um, but what, I, what I've discovered from the Corflu website during this uh, chat we've had, um, as well as it moving around, is that it's all about science fiction, and there are other events held um, in Australia, in the UK, and various things like that. Oh, mm. so if that's your thing, worth looking into. And uh, John Bang- Bangsend, I'm going to go with, uh, got the Lifetime Achievement Award. So it's really nice, Lifetime Achievement for fanning. That's good. Well, not fanning, being a fan. <laughs> Yeah, that we, we could get him in here. It'd be, it'd be good. Yeah, please. <laughs> when it gets to July, please. Um, uh, and the other awards, uh, the news that has arrived today, um, is the Horror Writers Association. Um, it was the Bram Stoker Awards mm. uh, have just been kind of announced as well. Um, it's quite nice because for this one we've got the nominations and not just the winners. I won't go through them all because that would because that would there's an bore awful you. lot of it. Yeah, there's lots. <laughs> um, but super achievement in a novel went to Paul Tremblay um, for a head full of ghosts, um, which is is pretty cool. Super achievement in a first novel went to Nicole Cushing uh, for Mister Suicide. Oh, that sounds that already, that title just sounds. Like you're gonna, I don't know what the story would be, but it's gonna be interesting. Um, super achievement in a young adult novel went to John Dixon for for the Devil's Pocket, um, which interestingly, I've read a lot of YA this year, and none of the YA I've read is on got got nominated. Mm. See, that's interesting. That suggests that last year was a very interesting year for for YA. Yay! It does say well, horror and dark fiction. fantasy, so maybe... I don't I'm know sure how I've read goes. some horror YA. I'm sure I have. Must have done. Um, super achievement in a graphic novel went to Sam Weller, Mort Castle, Ry- uh, Chris Ryle and Carlos Gosman for Shadow Show, stories in celebration of Ray Bradbury, which is lovely. Um... If, yeah, it's nice. It's nice that that got things. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of awards um, for for this. Um, <laughs> millions and millions. Super achievement in a screenplay went to David Robert Mitchell with It Follows. Uh, but nominated in, nominations included Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro oh. and Matthew Robbins for Crimson Peak. So the and um, <coughs> two two Penny Dreadfuls. Um, Ah, oh, and what we do in the shadows—that's a 
brilliant film. It's a mockumentary about vampires in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, oh, I need to see that now. It's so have you, good. Have you seen it? Uh, I have seen it. Oh. It's amazing. Um, Jermaine Clement and um, Taika Waititi, I want to say, uh, did the screenplay. But Jermaine Clement is from um, Flight of the Concords kind of fame. Oh. Um, it's, it is absolutely brilliant it's such a good mockumentary um if you're going to watch one mockumentary there's some very interesting things happening in um screen-based entertainment in new zealand at the moment the government's got quite interesting funding patents help i could talk about arts funding for some time but i won't (laughs) that's not the purpose of this show no it's not and also i don't think our listeners are particularly Mm. interested either um but yeah loads going on at the bram stokers award not enough for us to kind of talk about in any great detail but Mm. definitely go and go and have a look because i think awards are also a really interesting way of finding fiction and finding well basically finding things that you maybe wouldn't have heard of but at least they're on Mm. a on a league with things that you already know and enjoy so it's a good way of opening up your world other news we haven't had time for and that i couldn't get the printer to work for oh i didn't realize that that (laughs) there there was was news that we didn't have printed sorry Yes, because the laptop crashed three times now. Yeah, and they're a 17th century adults colouring in book. So they've reprinted, uh, yeah. Uh, Albion's glorious eel, I-L-E, magical poem engraved to him, the pleasures infinite of England and Wales, be published for the 21st century, and you're going to be able to colour it in. So that's one thing. It looks amazing, and I want it. You're going to be able to colour it in. (laughs) Uh, and the 20 beautiful private and personal libraries, which just made me pretty much oh, weep. goodness, Weep yes. for the perfection of the infinite amount of storage. Oh. <laughs> Not even just that books in one place are brilliant, just the idea of my house could be that. <laughs> yeah. so ultimately everyone after um producer al has a little cry um, that was that was our book news yeah for today Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Wolf by Wolf by Ryan Grodan. Um, That's how I would assume the last name is said. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, which, if we're honest, is is quite likely. Um, So this is on Indigo. Uh, Came out last year. Um, And I think it's already... For me, when I took it out of the box, stood out because the quote on the front of the book is by um, Lainey Taylor, of um, who did the Daughter of Smoke and Bone trilogy, which ah. is phenomenal and so interesting. Um, so for someone else to, to get a quote from her on a book that uses words like wild and vivid and consuming... Um, already kind of and it's very red as well which is i think a bit unusual Mm. yeah book cover oh yeah the book cover is like red 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 (laughs) um all of the red um before i actually opened the book though the first thing that i took from it is even though it's not crazy number of pages it's about 380 pages the book is massive um for, you know when just some reason books are proportioned quite large um it's <laughs> one of those and i don't really uh, but because the margins are also quite big it feels like and i know this is such a stupid thing to pick up but even like a centimeter off of the side would have made it a manageable book but you know what? like look oh, that's, that, that's, that, yeah, that's, yeah that's just slightly not comfortable it's, enough especially on yeah, like tram or something absolutely it's quite kind of 
there are times where it's quite hard to hold the way oh, I like to quite hold, a lot of space hold around the edges of the text. Oh yeah, no, the... yeah. The margins are really big, mm. and I think it's just it's just a grumble. But I think sometimes people forget that people hold books and they need to be comfortable. Um, because you don't want that being something taking you out of a story that your hands feel funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, um, um, that being kind of the first impression, the first impression of the actual book, um, I was kind of blown away. Before the story even started, as in before I've even started a line of actual novel... I've already had an emotional response to this story. Wow. Um, you know how sometimes when you open some books, they start with like a quote, like maybe mm-hmm. a snippet from a poet or mm-hmm. something that someone said? Yeah. Um, there's one of these here. Mm-hmm. And the first page of this says, the rotten bones are trembling of the world before the Great War. Mm-hmm. From the official song of the Hitler Youth. Mm. So already I was like, okay. In- interesting. <laughs> Um, and then the next page, it's not really a, a pr- prologue. It's just a little kind of little mini paragraph. But once upon a time, once upon a different time, there was a girl who lived in a kingdom of death. Wolves howled up her arm, a whole pack of them made of tattoo ink, made of tattoo ink and pain, memory and loss. It was the only thing about her that ever stayed the same. Her story begins on a train. Chapter one, then the numbers autumn 1944 yeah i haven't actually started a paragraph of story yet and it's like autumn 1944 and it's a girl's story starting on a train yeah it's not gonna mm. yeah already like oh oh god um and you kind of you're already having a a feeling about this person who like on like by ink you haven't even really met yet um so yeah this is the story of a girl um who has a very important task to do 10 years after germany win the war yeah one of those sorry producer al did the look that potentially other people are doing um yeah so germany win the second world war um but it's so it's a story about this girl with her very important task um but it's not that germany have just won the war we're 10 over 10 years after this um but yeah her task endures um involves like a really grueling endurance competition um so we've obviously that's that is the backbone of the story is her kind of going through this big endurance uh competition mm-hmm. um so it's a, it's a story of a girl pushing herself um but she's got five people who are the reason she's there and the reason she is who she is um and the reason that she kind of almost exists and the reason that she's still here so for each of those people she has a tattoo of a wolf on her arm so that is those are the wolves on her arm from the first kind of the first little snippet bit there um and they're like her pack and her reason um and so as we're as this story unfolds and we're going through this endurance competition um with her we learn about her motivations of why she's there and why she's enduring this through learning about each wolf story um and why they are important enough to be her reason um it's a really 
it's a really interesting story because yeah you've got that that endurance thing we're with her it's hard we're we're watching her kind of push herself further but learning about her motivations bit by bit as you go through is is really nice actually i think sometimes we get given motivations at the start and then we get to witness the that motivation um so we get to witness that push and yeah that that endurance but to see the endurance and kind of be like oh i think maybe i'd have given up by now <laughs> and then we get, find out a little bit more about her story you, you you understand um you understand why these things are, are happening and why she's putting herself through it um by page six i was so in love with this story wow that's very quick yeah it didn't stop and i know like anyone who's heard me do a book review before yeah i fall in love with little sentences (laughs) and kind of beautiful little pieces of writing and they don't really stop they just they're, they're just always present but you don't feel oversaturated and i don't feel like it's kind of just flowery language in my face while nothing really happens Mm, um it's not that it's just that there's the story itself is so um kind of all encompassing that they they happen these beautiful sentences happen around you and they don't they don't judge because there's so many um but yeah page six and i was crazy in love and i realized as well that this book me and this book it almost was like a relationship (laughs) at first it was just like fire and really strong love and i was like and by the because i when i read my notes last night um and I was like, oh, didn't really feel like I was like crazy in love by the end. And I was like, no, by the end, I was in like a comfortable relationship, not comfortable in in the sense it was like oh, a comfortable read. Um, but no, I kind of I got past that. that that fire love, mm. and then it was like that that um, kind of commitment and like i was there in this story and i was always going to be there for this book and i was like sure completely sure this book was always going to be there for me as well it was it was lovely um you don't come across that very often um so yeah it, it's an it's definitely an emotional roller coaster um yes as said it is a what if germany won the war story but it's actually not like a lot of others that i've come across um it's there's a nice simple there's a nice page about really simple differences in world war two two that if these little tiny things have been slightly different mm-hmm. then yeah the the outcome may have been different but it doesn't dwell on that it's not really about the world we don't really learn about the world if germany had, what, had won the war when it's, is it actually set if it's 10 1956 okay so the yeah. war's gone a little bit longer even yeah it took it took, it took germany slightly longer to win the war than it kind of worked in reality mm, mm. um which again is quite nice so it's like not quite the same time frame um but yeah it's it's not about this is what the world's like it is the story of a person mm. and we just learn little bits about the world as they go on so things like the labor camps never really close yeah because why would they yeah um certain cultures just start to to fizzle out and are gone they're just there for kind of tourist purposes almost um but that those are just like passing things that happen to to kind of come up in learning about this girl's story um sometimes i'm like oh this book's about relationships if it's not about world but actually we don't really get to know anyone else all we know is how they are um like well like how they are at and and in that moment um it's all very present tense this person is 
in her life now and we know about how she feels about them at that time or what she's thinking about them it's not so much about that that development and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that kind of you don't you don't well there's the, i was shipping all over the place at certain points it was <laughs> it was crazy um, but you kind of relationships are an important part of it but mm-hmm. it's almost I don't think that's what this story is about. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that, though, if you have read this book or if you read this book and you want to know a bit more about one of the... Well, probably I, the thing I was shipping all over and that you will be too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Yael and um, a character called Luca, there is actually... Because um, this is a, se- a series, there's another book coming out called Blood by Blood. Um, but there's a 1.5, which is like a novella oh. that's been created called Iron by Iron. And that's the story that you probably want to know um <laughs> because the the person the character that that there is like a a thing sort of but not really um yeah it's all very this sounds this sounds, this sounds she, like what facebook would call complicated yeah well she it's ultimately it's all because she doesn't really know who she is right she she is as much as we're learning about her she is learning about her um and so i think a lot of the time the reason why we don't know what's going on is because she doesn't know what's going on um but um iron by iron is a novella that looks to a year in the past i'm not going to go into that too much but we're learning about uh, this endurance test Mm. um it's not the first time this endurance test has been as, as kind of people have done it um and so we lots of things come up about the year before because it's an annual thing okay um like this endurance competition sorry lots of stuff talks about the year before um but we never learn about it in the story so that has been written to answer those questions Questions. if you have them but i don't think you have to read it to to then go on to read blood by blood um yeah it's it's ya um Mm -hmm. i know granted a lot of time i don't think that a novel is necessarily ya just because the character is 17 yeah um I think what made this YA for me is there's a certain lack of depth sometimes in the emotional and the emotional nature of, of what's going on. Okay. For me, that was mainly in the fear. I think there's certain things where the, the fear just isn't explored. But at the same time, that's potentially because of the character. Mm. Again, um, as much as we were like, oh yeah, strong people, strong people, I still think sometimes that you're scared but Mm. her because she's so strongly motivated by her five wolves um i think fear sometimes doesn't factor into it but that was the only thing i think that made this ya for me is i think that there was a certain emotional certain emotion emotional connections kind of weren't explored maybe as much as they would be in in other novels that being said though this is a gorgeous ya book and i think that the the author has really really tapped into how a lot of young young adults feel um and say there was a bit in the book where i was absolutely just crying um and there is a thing that constantly reminds um because yael obviously yes she was on a train it was 1944 we Mm. all know where she was going Mm. um yes she has her tattooed numbers um and it's a difficult thing she's lived through she's lived through atrocities and she's lived through horror so how and, um, has she got out 
Well, that's part of the story, okay, so you'll have sorry. to read it, producer Al. <laughs> um, I can't go into that because that's a big Spoilers. that's a big spoiler. Okay, um, but there's a bit where someone's trying to work on her, um, not work on her, sorry, like work with her, um, because, like I said, she doesn't know who she is. Like it's difficult to know who you are as a 17 year old at the best of times, but Absolutely, especially to come yeah. from such a painful background. Mm, mm. Um, and there's a bit where he's talking about her tattoo her mark basically from from the camp and he's there's just the line is stunning it's this is what you are stronger than and it's such a simple sentence but i think amazingly taps into to young adults um because i think you granted yeah not everybody has gone through those sorts of atrocities but we've all got stuff especially as teenagers that we think is going to stop everything or is something that we're kind of fighting against and and we're kind of it's difficult to become who we are and are we saying the author's polish oh i don't know was that was that a suggestion in his name or something? i don't know because i don't like i said i don't really know where grodan would come from um and i can't actually there are no notes on the author there's mm. notes from the author but mm. i haven't i'm not gonna lie i haven't had time to read them <laughs> um because they're like the if you have a reading club Oh, kind of notes. Um, so no, I don't know. I've not personally looked into the author. I probably should read the notes at the back, but I kind of I needed to get my notes yeah, yeah. sorted, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just this beautiful sentence. Mm. This is what you are stronger than, but you must learn to see it that way, and you will only see it if you let yourself look. Um, I think it's it's amazing because yeah, as teenagers, we've all got stuff. And there are there are definitely times when we go through that difficulty of not knowing if we're going to be able to. Yeah, absolutely. there are times as a teenager, and it's I don't mean like kind of all doom and that that kind of oh I'm going to end it all, but literally there are times when we just don't have the experience of life to see that we can get out of this. Um, and I know we all get those quotes when people send those things around when we're older and it's like, oh, remember, you have a 100% success rate of dealing with bad days. It's not the same thing when you're a teenager. There's no, times when you no. literally, you can't see no. if you're going to be able to be a person outside of this. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure that actually gets any older. Uh, gets oh, any absolutely, older. no. I think, I just think different maybe... different mechanisms. Yeah, as you're older, though, you've worked <clears throat> out your ways of 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 kind of dealing with that at that time mm. um i'm not necessarily saying it's like dealing with it until it goes away it's more that you know how to get yourself out of certain funks or ways of kind of readjusting your brain a little bit um and i just thought it was it's such a simple a simple thought it's three sentences in this giant book and yet they just stand out as just being beautiful and showing a complete understanding of of who your target reader is mm. um i'm not gonna lie as well for this, well, this was actually quite physically difficult to read this because you know you're coming to the end point do you ever yeah. get that sometimes when you know something's coming up and you get a bit like oh 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 and your your body starts to almost go into a little bit of fight mm. or flight 50 pages <laughs> 50 pages i had that um this is an absolutely gorgeous story um full of beautiful little sentences such as five names five stories five souls or a different way to do the math four memories and a reminder like these just tiny little things that i think come naturally to certain people and they hone those skills but for me would, would be nowhere beautiful 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 wolf by wolf by ryan grodan 
uh, from uh, Indigo. Look it up. quick big apology we've literally just looked into it and ryan grodan is a female author um just in my head saw ryan ryan is is the actual name saw ryan and in the uk ryan is predom- yeah, yeah it's a male name so i'm really sorry if i've had <laughs> if i've said he throughout that i try not to genderize in my language but they, they do big apologies doesn't affect what i've said about the book in any way shape or form um stunning and definitely worth looking up thank you for giving us some time on a sunday afternoon or if you're listening to this back on uh, one of our podcasts uh, we've had a an interesting <laughs> uh, but but nice afternoon uh so i'm del and i'm signing off and saying goodbye everybody the bookworm is a truly outrageous production for fab radio international and starburst magazine presented by rebecca derrick production management by ann davis